Welcome to the Caregiver's Toolbox, tools for everyday caregiving. We provide education and information on senior care topics. Here's your host, Ryan McGinnis. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Caregiver's Toolbox, tools for everyday caregiving, where we give you information and education on senior care topics. My name is Ryan McInniff. I am here with Janet. And today we're talking about the three Achilles heels of private home care services, not just with us, but with pretty much every agency that is out there. Um, there are going to be some things that we do outstandingly well. And there are going to be some areas where we struggle more than some other, you know, some other agencies might. And so we thought, you know, in the in the effort of providing education and information, we talk about some of the good things that we do. And we also need to be honest and talk about some of the areas in which private home care can struggle. And there are plenty of them, but we're going to go over three. Um, the three big ones. Janet's already laughing because she already knows the topics and she knows how much private home care can struggle with these these ones. So, Janet, let's start off with it. And just Janet is the office manager at Minute Women. I'm the owner of Minute Women. So we know firsthand how frustrating these uh, this first one is. And it is low hours. Janet. Please tell the audience how much you love low-hour cases. I love low hours. It just makes my day. I dream about low hours. Uh, Low hours are often what many clients want to start out with, especially if they're trying to get a family member to consider home care, especially if they don't think they need it. But on the caregiver side, low hours means they're traveling somewhere for only a few hours and... You also have the problem of if they commit to that, then they aren't available to take another shift that has longer hours. So that affects their pocketbook. Yeah, it's 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 difficult um, without a doubt. There's there's three sides to the story. There's the the office side, the the Janet side, I guess I should say. (laughs) There's the caregiver side, and there's the client side. The client calls up and says, "We need low hours. My mom's my I know my mom needs more than." just two hours a day, but we need to start somewhere. Can you get it done? Janet, in her her unbelievable patience, will of course say, yes, we can do our very best. Um, but, you know, the problem comes with, with the, the client side is that they're paying money. They're paying real money for real hours. And though it's not 24-7, it's still money out of their pocket. They're expecting, you know, a caregiver to show up to do their job well, and they're ideally looking for the same caregiver to come every single day. So that's one side of that story, and it's very understandable. Then you have the story that Janet just brought up, which is the client, the caregiver side, where they're sitting there going, why am I going to take a two-hour case when another agency could call me up and offer me a 10-hour case tomorrow, and I'm just going to dump this case anyways? It's not worth my time and my effort to go drive half an hour for two hours worth of pay to drive back home for another half an hour and then you have the off you have the office side where where you have janet and you have people like me that are saying the amount of effort and the amount of time it takes to find a caregiver that's willing to go i'm saying for for a two-hour case you might have to call 15 caregivers to see if somebody would take a two-hour case Mm -hmm. and then generally within four or five days um, that caregiver has found another agency or another case 
with us or another agency that is going to provide them more hours, they jump to those hours and then we're back at square one trying to find um, another caregiver. And it's it's difficult on the client side because they want that continuity of a caregiver. They want consistency. But when you're looking for low hours, consistency, it really just goes out the window. Um, there's no guarantees with who's going to be able to show up and for how long. And it, and it can become very frustrating. We understand that, but that's just kind of one of the tough things about it. Yeah, and with short hours also, I mean, where we have been very successful with our staff is where if someone wanted short hours in the morning or the evening, we would try and dovetail it onto another shift that the caregiver has. And this works out well, except that if we're doing an overnight and we're going to stay there until 8 in the morning to make sure they have their breakfast and are ready before we leave, very often the short hours that somebody wants is to get their loved one up and have breakfast and get dressed. So Absolutely. the times can overlap. So it, it's a little bit of a, a tricky balance. Yeah, and, and so a lot of agencies just won't do if you call up and say I need two hours, they'll just say, Nope, not interested. At Minute Women, we, we really do try to do those two hour cases because the minute private home care is a word of mouth business. Uh, whether it's from referral partners or whether it's from individuals in the community. And the more people we're able to be successful with, the more chance that a neighbor is going to talk to another neighbor that says, hey, who did you use for your parents? And then our name comes up. So when we do get those low-hour cases, we try to be explicitly clear on the pros and cons, just like we're trying to be explicitly clear with you today on where the client's expectations need to be when looking for a two-hour, three-hour, four-hour case. Um, low hours, I would consider, if we're being honest with most private home cares, are five and, five and less. That's kind of where six. if you can get a six-hour block of time, you're going to have caregivers very interested in that time. Anything less than that, you know, five hours, you'll have some that are interested. Four, you'll have fewer interested. And then three, two, one, you're almost guaranteed to have to pay um, a higher rate. And unfortunately, when you're looking for lower hours, you can generally expect to pay a higher amount of money because the the agency is going to have to pay the caregiver more money, overpay them to go out and provide that care. Um, so in some cases, you're, you end up, you might as well get four hours of care because you're paying for four hours when you're, by getting two. You know, they, they increase the rate to $40 an hour and you're like, well, I might as well just get four hours of care and, and go from there. So that's kind of a, an idea of a difficulty private agencies have is those low hour cases. Um, you know, I, business-wise, being the owner, I wish we could handle every, I, I know Janet wishes we could handle every one and two and three hour case, but it's it's very difficult. Um, you know, it's just it's just tough. So, anyways, uh, the second one we have is it can be even more frustrating for the client side of things, which is um, split shift cases. And Jenna, how about I talked a lot there? How about you explain what a shift ca- split a split shift case is? Well, most often the conversation goes something like um, they understand most places have a four and a five hour minimum. Um, Could we have two hours in the morning and two hours at night or three hours in the morning and three hours at night? And ideally they'd like the same caregiver because it's a familiar face. Yep. And those are um, can be very tough to cover because very often people at work the mornings don't work nights. And if they work nights they don't work mornings. 
um, because they're juggling kids and all just like most other people are. Yep. So um, trying to split that up can, uh, it, it very often, it has to be two different people. And depending upon how many days a week, um, you know, you, you can end up having multiple caregivers to make that happen. And what's frustrating about it on the client side, and that's why I mentioned it, is that you have a client that could be paying for six and eight hours a day of care. But because it's split up at three or four hours a day, it might to the office, to the private agency, it's like having two separate people call up and get short hour cases. uh, Client A called up and needs three hours in the morning and client B called up and needs three hours at night. And and it's frustrating for the client and I completely understand and empathize with where they're coming from. They're still paying for eight hours a day of care, Mm -hmm. but because it's not in that block time, you're not going to have as many caregivers interested in doing the the case because they're just not going to be able to um, profit from it that the way they could if it was a block period of time. And then it kind of goes back to the the same issues that occur with uh, the low hour cases that we talked about, where you you end up calling up so many caregivers to try to find and fit the pieces. You know, in theory, this should be a a puzzle that that has three pieces to it, you know, two or three pieces. But because it's a split shift um, case, it ends up having it's a it becomes a jigsaw puzzle because um, so many caregivers are not even going to entertain the thought of doing um, some stuff in the morning and stuff at night. So yeah, we we had a, a, a client call just yesterday and absolutely loves the caregiver, but now wants to add a couple nights and wants the same caregiver. Yeah. And that caregiver can't work after 6 p.m. So, you It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Unfortunately, and, you know, again, business Ryan is sitting here going, like, why can't we do it? Um, <laughs> why can't we get this done? Um, because, you know, you know the, the business is based on as many hours as you can get. So, um, and the, the third one that I was going to say is um, uh, difficulty that we have with things is supervision. Um, and what I mean by that, and don't get me wrong, is that we do supervisor caregivers. I go out, I do drop-ins. Janet goes out, does unannounced and announced drop-ins. And our nurse goes out and provides uh, uh, drop-ins, unannounced drop-ins, and um, plenty of other things. But with that being said, you know, when you compare us to a warehouse that is a wholesale plywood company, the the forklift drivers are there. The truck drivers are there. The mi- middle management's there. Upper management's there. And the CEO is all there. The salesmen are there. Everybody's contained in one building. Under one roof. Under one roof. And one of the benefits of that is that you can go up to anybody in your company, maybe not the truck drivers because they're out driving trucks. But nowadays, the trucks have GPS on them anyway, so you know where they are anyways, and you can keep them accounted for. But you can go up to 90% of your employees and know exactly what they're doing at any point in the day, um, and you can do an unannounced drop-in. When you're dealing with a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week case, you're dealing with 14 separate shifts that are going on on that case. And unfortunately, it is not possible to be there every minute of the day to supervise and go over every scenario that is occurring with your clients. Mm-hmm. And I do think that that is an Achilles heel with private home care. It can't be done for a number of reasons. One, if we had a supervisor that was their whole life was 60 hours a week of going out and doing uh, drop-ins, well, 
your rates would double immediately because they have to pay for that supervision. But that is something that is difficult to deal with, wouldn't you say, Jana? Yeah, it is. And I mean, even on the Medicare, the insured side of it, home health aid's going out. They're dropping in for an hour here and an hour there. And whenever you don't have everybody under one roof, it, it is an issue. And yet at the same time, uh, people, I have found, for the most part, they want to have some level of of privacy and independence too. Mm-hmm. We, they don't want us showing up every day. Yeah. If they if it, that's the case, they're gonna go to an assisted living or somewhere. They they want to have their space. They want to have their home. So you try and ha- balance that being a guest in the home, especially when you're uninvited and you're just doing a drop in. Yeah. Um, and uh, and the other time you can we also I think do a pretty good job of uh, random phone calls. Just to have people pick up and see. So, what are you doing? What's going on? Absolutely. Um, and you can you can get a lot of feedback as to how things are going. And and we welcome the you know families. Oftentimes, will will call in if they have a question and whatnot. But um, the the client itself often doesn't because they're worried about if I say something against them, a they won't come, or b they'll retaliate. And they shouldn't be concerned about that. But um, if you've got a family member that needs home care, encourage them to talk to you as, as a family member. And you call us to let us know because the supervision is is a everybody event. We want to hear from families. And then we do our thing as well. Yeah, you you it's a it's there are three three legs to the stool. And that's exactly. and that's the, the client, the caregiver and then the um the office. So we need to make sure that everybody's happy and everybody's doing um, their job and doing correctly. But again, it's not like having everybody under one roof, whether when you're dealing with services, whether it's HVAC, landscaping, whatever trades, or if it's labor like Minute Women is, it's tough to have constant supervision. One thing that you can do as a trick not a trick, but just a tip, is you can put Wi-Fi cameras in your house. Um, obviously, they can't be in the bathroom, but they need to be in the common areas of a home, not in a private bedroom or a bathroom. So you can see what's going on. The only caveat to that is you need to let the office know or you need to let the caregivers know that there is a camera in the home. Um, by law, that's something that needs to be done. But that doesn't mean that you can't do it. You just need to let them know that they're on camera. Um, and there have been clients that use that tool as a way to make sure people are being honest and make sure that we're we're showing up when we say we do. And, and I'm not opposed to it. I'm fine with that. Honest people have nothing to fear. Absolutely. So that, that works for me, but it's an option that somebody... Um, somebody, you know, uh, family members can have and choose to do. So anyways, those are three Achilles heels that private home care has, kind of some of the areas in which maybe um, we struggle with as an industry. Um, I think you'd find whether you use Minute Women or you use somebody out in California or Timbuktu, that it's not unique to one agency. It's something that many agencies struggle with, and we're always trying to get better at. So that is something to take into consideration when you're looking for private home care. Um, just know that those are some areas where maybe um, all agencies you call up are going to have some difficulties with. You might might get lucky, might hit some grand slams with some low hours, and somebody, it fits part perfectly into somebody's schedule and if that happens it's great but uh that's the exception that's generally not the rule so anyways thank you very much for listening we appreciate it if you wouldn't mind giving us a rating or subscribing that would be great and have yourself a great day